Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many boats and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin M. Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings! As always, with us is our reprogrammed Imperial interrogator droid AZ-00, also called a zoo. Come on in. Ooh. Yeah, it's going good. You know, I've had a decent week. I don't want to go into it. But, you know, once again, you're welcome. I'm going to, you know, hang and, uh, you know, help out with canon connections and fun facts. I don't know how much fun they are. It's helpful, no. though. It's really uh, helpful. But I'm doing it again, so you you know, you know, can listen or not. You know, you do you. I don't care. All right. Great. Thanks, um, us. Yeah. Thank you, Azu. At least he's done talking about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> All I hear him talking about is Cocaine Bear. I watched Cocaine was, Bear. We watched it. The bear. It f***ing did cocaine. Before we were recording, I was saying how I watched it. He was watching it with me. Yeah. It was an interesting experience. Um, Azu, myself, and Werner Herzog all on the couch. Watching Cocaine Bear. Around one in the morning, knocking back knocking back Coke Zeros. But, uh, it was almost Coke, Coke Zero Bear, you know. Um, that, that, that's, Coke that Zero Bear. Sucked. Yeah. That, that, I'd that watch sucked. it. sucked. Okay. I'd watch it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked it. We're recording on March 15th, 2023, and we're ready to jump into the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. At least I think that's what the show is still called. I think, Again, it, I think I, so. I saw someone call it uh, Man, Mandalorian, which I thought was really clever, you know? Yeah. Man, Andor, Mandalorian. You know, I get it. I got you now. Play on words. Right. No, I don't get it. Yeah, you know, okay. Well, we'll talk about it. I'll write it out for you. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and once once we're done with that, we're going to touch on the latest episode of Star Wars: The Bad Batch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. So there's a lot going on. Once yeah. again, another two show episode, and you might call it a five star day, mm. except for certain actions that were pulled by Disney Plus today, but they aren't really Star Wars related. But anyway, it's time to throw it to Caitlin for some news on the march. News on the mark. Why, thank you, Brian. Uh, some stuff in the trades this week. There was a investor conference for Disney. You know, we love we love all of these corporate calls that end up giving us insight into Star Wars, the Marvels. We always find out a lot of information, right? Oh yeah, we love this yeah. stuff. This is the inside baseball that we uh, crave. Yes. Who doesn't love a good investor call? <laughs> so uh, Bob Iger, who is the uh, the CEO and Lord King on high of of all things <laughs> Disney, including Star Wars and Marvel and 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 uh, uh, God knows what else, Pixar and Pixar and and uh, ho- holiday hoobie wuddy. Uh, <laughs> All of them. All of them. So Bob Iger, uh, basically during this investor conference, said uh, that they're going to be reducing streaming costs 
by favoring quality over quantity for all of these IPs, including mm. Star Wars. There's a one particularly interesting quote uh, that I want to read. It says, Star Wars, we made three will be called saga films, which is obviously the successors to George Lucas's first six. They did very well at the box office, tremendously well, as a matter of fact. We've made two so-called standalones in Rogue One and Solo. Rogue One did quite well. Solo was a little disappointing to us. Mm. It gave us pause just yeah, to think maybe the cadence the release. was Sorry, a little too aggressive. <laughs> and so we decided to pull back a bit. We still are developing Star Wars films. We're going to make sure that when we make one, that it's the right one. So we are being very careful there. So, mm. you know... This applies to Star Wars, to Marvel, about being more picky, about the qu- quality and not volume of uh, the amount that we're seeing, whether that be in theaters or even on streaming. He also said, interestingly enough, that he thinks streaming is not necessarily the way of the future, which is something that we were all discussing before we hit record earlier, uh, <laughs> particularly saying home video at one point, as we called it, was extremely lucrative for our company. So we're looking at all of that again. They're opening up the Disney vault. The vaults! It's coming <laughs> it's back, back alive. So this mean does, uh, and Brian, I want to get your, your thoughts on this because you are uh, a, a lover of physical media, uh, of, of having yeah. a physical collection. So does this mean that we're going to be seeing mm. more physical releases uh, possibly for Star Wars, for Marvel. What about the streaming shows? Are we going to get, uh, you know, a, a special DVD bundle for Andor season one? Yeah, that's that's the hope. Because I mean, with with uh, Star Wars movies and the Marvel movies, obviously they still do physical releases. But would I love to have, you know, Mandalorian on the shelf, Obi Wan, Andor, like you said, Clone Wars, not just the first six seasons which you can get in some form but all of it all of them as as someone who really likes having a collection because what do you when the internet goes out who are your friends dvds uh brian <laughs> brian is not so much a doomsday prepper as he is uh he does that with Storm dvds prepper. specifically yeah, yeah I, I when the internet goes out. if i am this is the worst kind of doomsday prepper. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. I got I got Mandalorian Clone Wars. Do we have any food? Oh, no. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But we do have this very pretty holographic uh, cover yeah, for the WandaVision. Eight-disc set of WandaVision. Look at this Cyril Karn standee. Is this anything? <laughs> um, so I, I hope so, knowing um, at this point, because Disney Plus is, is, it was on the rise, and now it's kind of leveled off, because I think... If you're interested in specifically Star Wars and Marvel, you're going to join up and you're going to keep it. If you're not, you're not going to jump on it. Mm-hmm. So they added subscribers. It's going to be what it is. And I'd say that it's just money on the table in terms of selling selling for because who's going to want to buy it as collectors like myself. Yeah. 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 Money and on the table. Everyone else is everyone else is going to be fine. To just watch these mm-hmm. on streaming and just keep Disney Plus forever, but the real reason why I've always loved physical releases and have really doubled on redoubled on that in the last few months is because of stuff like Zaslav over at HBO Max, mm-hmm. who removing stuff. It's like this will never be seen again or stuff. Well, 
you know what's one way to ensure that you can watch it whenever you want is if you actually have it on disc. And even then, those might last 20 years and then fall into dust. But the only stri- – because I don't, I, don't, I don't trust streaming services unless it's Criterion Channel. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make of, a criterion it, well, <laughs> reference. As you said, senses of the ready, but Caitlin, you know, as you once called me, one of those basic criterion. <laughs> um, okay. So, and yeah, also senses of the ready. I'm also a basic for a 24. There might we as well go. Just get that out of the way too. <laughs> may, may I, may I ask a question, Caitlin? Of course. Some of this, he's like, well, I, I, I don't like how he, kind of throws side eye at solo here. Yeah. Say there's nothing wrong with that. The thing that's wrong with that movie is, and I is not blaming Kathleen Kennedy at all, blaming Disney for their cockamamie release schedule and how they marketed it and handled that movie. Yeah. But also the, it's like we value quality and not quantity. I'm like, well, since when, (laughs) but also not with star Wars, but I, I, I will admit that I have, I am no longer so incredibly hot to go and see a Marvel movie day one in the theater. No, same. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I still have not seen Ant-Man. Ooh. Nor have I. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Matt has. Right? I've seen it. I've been to the quantum realm. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. And this is, this is not, I mean, this is nuts where I just, um, usually I would, I would see it day one. I don't, I don't, maybe that's just the mood I'm in. No, we've talked about this a lot. Like, you know, just the, the, the saturation of things. And I'm, and we, we, I think we even talked about this last week that we're we're all on board with like them focusing on the quality over the quantity, yes. Um, because it's kind of diluting everything. And go back to just having a few shows a year. Let me be excited. I don't ever ha- get to take a breath anymore and reflect. It's like you're just always moving on to the I next like, thing. I, so. I feel it always makes me feel like old man yelling at cloud. But yeah, like you yeah. know, there's so it. much content. Yeah. Stop making too, things too much. Well, and now That's we're true. just going to get rid of all the streaming networks and go back to cable and physical media. And we're all we going to be saying, listening to records and eight tracks. Because as I soon as Netflix no. came onto <laughs> the scene and everything changed, we all knew, okay, how we're long before we're all going to be paying the same amount, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's never going to stop. <laughs> never. We were also mentioning this, too. Why In, in, this, in this age, when you're just going to do one season of Willow and then cancel it on a cliffhanger, why get involved in the first season of any show? Brian is very mad about Willow, just for to put that on the record. Ugh. This is a yeah. salty news on the march. This is a salty news on the march. We know. got into it. Uh, and, and, and to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. 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 I don't know who what who really that show was for initially, aside from me um, and some others, but people really, that show really as it went on meant a lot to a lot of people in terms of diversity representation and everything else. And it was also a lot of fun, but it was never gonna, and they were like, well, it didn't attract the audience that the Mandalorian did. It never, in what world was it ever going to? It's not the same show. Also when it's, it's almost certainly not going to gain that audience. You ending it on a cliffhanger is bonkers. And also just why is anyone going to get into any streaming show at the beginning, which you have to do yeah. and then watch it 30 times and keep it on, on a loop yeah, just it, to keep it, the show which, from coming back. Yeah. It can be as brilliant <laughs> as the dark crystal series was, mm. and it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It's like Sandman getting revived was this was so close mm-hmm. and that's like best damn thing ever. So why would anyone 
start up and get invested. There we go. I don't know. Oh, that's I'm really ranting a lot. I've got a, a proverbial bee in my bonnet. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been a long week with a lot of stuff going on. Not even just in the media world. It's frustrating. It's, it's okay, Brian. It's, We're it's with you. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. We'll, it's been, we'll talk about the Mandalorian and then we'll all feel day. better. Yeah, it's um, Lonely Tongs Day, I'll tell you. And that has been News on the March. <laughs> there you go. But, uh to the three or four people listening, I apologize. With that, we're going to charge into chapter 19 of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. This episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned. We're about to get into severe spoiler territory. After the spoiler klaxon is heard, spoilers will come fast and loose. To sound the klaxon once again, our good friend, genius, brilliant, wonderful man, Werner Herzog. Yes, I will take a break from hanging my shields on the walls of the modular home I just built in Breath of the Wild on oh. my Switch light. I love to do that. Because I will take a break to see the baby. So sound the spoiler klaxon and what is that, Caitlin Ambush? There's a clear order in which to watch Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. The Manda Pershing. I'm sorry. The Mandalorian. (laughs) Season three. Episode three. Or season two of Andor. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Premiered on Disney Plus on March 15th, 2023. Directed by Lee Isaac Chung, who directed the animated feature Minari. Oh. Did either of you guys see that? Mm. Did not. Missed it. Yep. Yeah, I heard great things. It's um, <laughs> we didn't mention last week that a new a new director in the mix last week either, but another one um this week, uh, written by um a new writer to the Mandalorian as well, Noah Clure and John Favreau. Mm. Rachel Morrison directed uh the previous chapter, and mm. she is okay. also new to the series as well. Um, so a lot of new blood here, overseen from what I understand, still Favreau and Rick Famuyiwa, uh, because. Filoni is um, probably got his uh, nose deep in Star Wars. Ahsoka, you're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Mm, Busy, busy, busy. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what happens? Uh, We pick up where we left off. Mando comes into the it comes to in the mines, says he's accomplished what he needed to do. And he scoops up some living waters in a vial. And so vial watch continues. (laughs) Bo-Katan is there and Asimov. Eh, do you see anything in the water? And he's, uh, the he's like, what do you mean? She's like, nothing. deeper than nothing. we thought. And she's like, yeah, that's deeper because of the fine. bombing. Yeah. And says, no, I didn't see anything. Why? Did you? She's like, nope. None? Just water and rock. <laughs> and um, and that's it. Nope, I, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, nope. no, okay. Um, on the way back, she's like, seriously, I didn't see anything. He's like, oh, I didn't ask. He's like, I, I believe <laughs> you. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. Um. On the way back to Kalabala, they are attacked by the Imperial Remnant. Swarm of TIE Interceptors and Mando reminds us all they're harder to hit than regular TIE Fighters. Thanks, Mando. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was thinking of this right before we were recording. New Republic, no problem where it, when it comes to traffic stops. 
Serious problem with a with a whole squad of tie interceptors. Nowhere to be seen. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Convenient. that's fair. That's very fair. Thanks. Thanks for the help, Carson Tiva. So there's a space dogfight before they take it to the Kalevala atmosphere. Mando just free falls for a while, right out of the gauntlet fighter. It was pretty cool. He's just fallen. That was cool. It's 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 something out of a it's like Mando before you see Fast and Furious 10, he's like, let me show you one of these stunts. And he just jumps off a cliff. I was thinking it was very Mission Impossible. Falls. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to get at yeah. without, without He's yeah. just Superman. He could just do whatever. Every time he's he gets so like a cool. gun, you hear the wah, wah, and you know he's yeah. going to kill everybody. It's it's just, he's, yeah. he can do it all, this guy. I kept saying, I'm like, dude, you're just going to hit the ground. Use your jetpack. Use it. And then he like it. he does it, and, and then, then he, he fi- stumbles on it and lands on his face. <laughs> he finally did it. He's, he still falls, and I'm like, dude, I love you, but you He's suck. so lame. He's so lame. How I dare love you. Him. <laughs> what a dinbo. Um, dinbo. So he gets in the end oh, one no. after rolling and falling, and now both both uh, Mando's in the end one, which Bo calls an antique. Uh, Bowen is, is in her gauntlet with Baby, and they're in this atmospheric dogfight. Not to worry, she's been flying these cliffs since she was wee. They take out the interceptors, but before they can land, Thai bombers come in and bomb the hell out of Bo's castle of misery, and it is destroyed. Mm. She is pissed, but way too many ties then come in to reinforce, and they have to run to a place of safety. Moment, uh, one notable thing here, and there, uh, there are a couple notable things that, uh, that we'll get to. Mando has a moment of flying the N1 up, 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 and then letting yeah. the ship just fall mm, back down on its yeah. own, which is very cool. Uh, we saw him do this in the Razor Crest, mm-hmm. if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, we did. Um, not as high. We also saw Batman do it in the 1989 <laughs> Batman. Classic. He does it in front. He does it right in front of the moon. Yeah. So you get the sigil, <laughs> and then he drops. Get those wonderful toys. Those are my balloons. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. Uh, for a second, I thought Bo was gonna pull a Starbucks takes on all eight moment. Matt, did you think that? You know, uh, that she was gonna just. I, I take thought on all fifteen. I thought so for a second, but one line in particular really stuck out for me here, Brian, when she says. That's a lot of ships for an imperial warlord. Which mm-hmm. has to make you think, whose ships are these? Are, what else what is remnants? coming down the line, folks? M- maybe a yeah, man named Thrawny, the Admiral mm. Thrawn. Thrawn, you know this guy? Uh, uh, huh? That's an interesting call interesting. because I was going to mm. say, we never find out necessarily where who sent these ties. No. And the episode doesn't get into that It's a mystery. No. It's going to do other stuff that that very specific line will show up in a recap before in a future episode you know we'll it's say, coming oh. okay i mean yeah. i would just let let's just like sound the hot take alarm right here uh this Ooh. this feels like a little uh ahsoka show planting i don't know i don't think this is gideon you know i don't know all right we'll, all right. About that. we'll get we'll talk we'll get we're to gonna it. talk about gideon all right we'll certainly get this is not uh, i i mean Unfortunately, the client is gone, and these the client didn't seem like the guy who would have like fifty tie interceptors. Yeah, no way. And who likes really fast tie fighters? I don't know. Sounds familiar. Again, where's the Republic? Uh, New Republic, rather. They're too busy (laughs) sucking. So, you know. eh. Um. Anyway, what do you hear, Starbuck? Nothing but the rain. 
She doesn't uh, take them all on. She does the smart thing and leaves. This is Sundari all over again, isn't it? Thai bombers destroying her castle. And it's horrible because she's once again living through this. And I think something to remember, especially in terms of how this episode ends, is now Bo-Katan has no home. Those mudscuffers bombed my home. So she's going to be looking for a new a new clan, a new home, something. A new chair to sit on every day and sulk. <laughs> a new chair to girl boss from all day long. <laughs> and, and she also has something in mind that nobody else knows. So yeah, yeah. she's being screwed with six days to Tong's day. So <laughs> just be careful. And it also, it's going to, I don't know, the destruction of her, her now being homeless mm-hmm. is going to play in big, I think, for the end of the episode. Yep. In any case... With all that, bum chapter 19, The Convert. And if you think that Bo-Katan is the convert, you're not entirely wrong, but there is another, and most of the episode is with them. Also, hope you like that action sequence, because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Got to get real Andor up in here for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it really does. It's it's it's. I don't want to call it Andor light, because it's not quite as gritty and grimy and, and you know, uh, as Andor, that's all I can really describe it as. And also I care about Cassian. uh, I don't mm. care about the good doctor. I really don't y'all. You don't care Mm. about Dr. Pershing. I really don't care about him. (laughs) Matt, we wanted a boat. We thought Boba Fett was going to crash an episode of, of Mandalorian. We didn't even once think that Dr. Pershing was, Right behind us. You know, I, I love a good uh, cloning doctor. We all know that. So I like anything that perpetuates that story. I was thinking about you my, quite a bit during this episode. Matt. Know, a lot of cloning stuff. Yeah, going on you know, here. significant things happening. But that all being said, uh, my Bobacot is still alive. I'm going to Bobacot this show. He's still threatening. I'm some threatening to Bobacot this show <laughs> if I don't get my Boba Fett episode. I swear. Damn it. To to the, to the criff god above us. I mean, something's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> well done. And he's going to do it. He's going to Boba Cut. I'm going to Boba Are you going to Boba Cut? I'm going to Boba Cut. Caitlin, are you ready to Boba Cut? Yeah. You got your signs? Caitlin's going to Boba Cut. Okay, cool. Boba Cut. Caitlin, you, are you see, you're going to Boba Cut? Yeah, I'm going to Boba Cut. Are you going to Boba Cut, Brian? I, 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 no. Are you going but, to the Boba Cut? Uh, okay. <laughs> but that's Boba Con. Uh, okay. Um, Boba Con. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're all we're all going to be uh, doing a live show at Bobacon, um, <laughs> only because that's a thing that doesn't exist. Okay, obviously the big that's where we've already gotten to it, but the big swerve in this episode that I've been confused by. I watched this in the morning. I've been confused by this all day. Same. I still don't really know what this is mm. or what was happening or why I we spent why. so much I'm time still, with it. <laughs> and I get and it and it's compelling and it's interesting and it's obviously setting things up. I, I'm just I, I'm just confused. I can't see the lar- I can't see the I can't see the forest through the trees right now. And I know that with <laughs> yeah. the with the with time and with trusting the journey of the season, we will get there. But right now I'm just I'm just confused, y'all. Yeah, I'm a little lost. It's 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 unlike anything this show has done before. If you look at the first three episodes of each of the two seasons we've gotten before this in episode three season two, it was Bo-Katan's first arrival and it was, you know, the assault on, on the remnant cruiser and everything. Yep. 
the first season, it was, you know, eight Mandos jetpacking in, saving the day. And that was our first mind blown of our podcasting life. We'd yeah. never seen anything like that in yeah. live action. Yeah, yeah. So a ver- a focused, measured story about, uh, 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 about Dr. Pershing, I, I, I don't know. But it has nothing to do with um, – with the actor Omid Abtahi, who is fantastic in the role, he's yes. great. Nothing, nothing but love for him. So we're on, um, we're on Coruscant. It's not, um, it's not really the the grimy and the Coruscant that kind of sucked from Andor. It's a little more of the glitzy glam Coruscant. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that uh, to remember in this period, it is not the capital of the New Republic. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, the New Republic's capital technically is still Chandrilla, and eventually they start to rotate it, as we know, eventually to places like Hosnian Prime that the First Order blows away, things like that. They obviously, though, as we see, have a big presence on Coruscant, and obviously Coruscant is still a huge galactic hub. More on why in a little bit. As we already said, we check in with Dr. Penn Pershing. We get his first name, Penn, with two N's. Of course. Caitlin on Bush, lightning fast question. Do you think he went to Penn State? Yes. Okay. Because people who went to Penn State love to talk about going to Penn State. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> Penn State. Yeah. Omid Abtahi returning to the series, and he's now being folded into the New Republic, and he's being rehabilitated. We meet him giving a talk that was specifically designed for Matt Romano. <laughs> this whole episode was designed for me. I wanted the New Republic bureaucracy, and I got you, it. I love you it. You got it. You got uh, it, man. Well, got it. Well, yeah. wish granted. <laughs> if wishes were fishes, you, you got it, and then yeah. some, man. Beautiful. This is this is uh, this is this is an episode built for a Cyril Karn lover such as yourself. <laughs> um, he's he's talking. He's 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 giving his uh, his TED talk about cloning in an auditorium that it wasn't the Senate building because the stairs were too lush, and it didn't look like the Opera House either. But it has more of an Opera House feel. Mm-hmm. And in his talk, he's talking about. Uh, it was clear, at least to me, I got the feeling that he was never so much an empire believer. He was into the science of it. Yeah. And he was into cloning in terms of cloning organs for people that are dying and didn't have to. And this skirts very, very close to him talking about – You draw what he's talking about here, you draw a direct line from that to cloning full copied bodies of people mm-hmm. and – I immediately cannot think of think of maybe it's Palpatine. Um, Just a few Snokes and jars. What's going on? Snokes and jars. Yep. Yeah, it's it's already they're taking as his good natured science and everything like that and twisting it with the dark side. Mm. And boom, Poe Dameron. That's. How Palpatine returned. It's not that hard. So, Matt, um, I just want to, Matt Romano, since this is your favorite thing even more, uh, you told me the other day you like this stuff more than your son, Max, who debuted <laughs> yeah. on the podcast yes, last week. Yes, he did. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't say that. What are, your, what are your thoughts on his his speech about cloning? And ever, before we get to the aftermath and the awful people he talks to afterwards, what are your thoughts on, on Penn Pershing's big, big cloning adventure? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that I think he's just in love with the science and he actually does have good intentions for the cloning that were obviously manipulated under the Empire and he doesn't think will be manipulated under the New Republic. Maybe other people think that he will do bad things with them and they're trying to stop him. Who knows? But all that said, 
cloning. It's really what this act of Star Wars is about. And I, I said this last week or the week before that. I think there's no coincidence that Bad Batch's storyline is kind of has well, something to do with cloning. Bad, Bad Batch stars about six clones. So <laughs> that, that's that, that's that not a too. scorcher of that a take, too. but <laughs> but no, but they're going to Mount Tantus and like there's there's, there's a the theme. Zillow Beast. No, I, there's I, a lot I, I, of other I, stuff I going you on. I, yeah, you know what you I'm know, getting Bad at. Bad Batch has a little to do with cloning. <laughs> Could it be? But, but also, <laughs> no, no coincidence why Obi Wan stumbled upon that all those clone pods or like the, all the the frozen Jedi and the Amber, whatever the hell you're they going were back in. To that again, yeah. I'm sorry. There's just they're they're dropping all these little things. I'm walking down that hallway with you. I see it. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Well, that was just a a frozen body like um who it was the it was the old one that i really love from lightsaber lost uh terrace oh yeah yeah exactly um, very yeah, very afraid. and some younglings and and everything else yeah well i also like that um that he name drops Kamen Owens. yes yeah exactly uh, yeah it was like yep. they brought us so far and here's what we can do it was we get very was jurassic nice, we get very jurassic park-esque you know dna strands all going together and splitting and blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Hello, yep. John. Hello, yep. John. Hello, mm-hmm. hello, we, John. That hurt from your blood. <laughs> Knew that was going to happen. Clone- <laughs> I, I, I did that to myself. The building blocks of where the clones come from. <laughs> no, it's all coming down to that evil clone, Luke. You know, in the legend stories, what was his Luke. name? Luke. Luke. With two U's. Luke. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming. Get two ready. Use. <laughs> he's not. He, he he's, is not coming. He's probably he's not, not coming. But if, but if yeah. Luke with two U's comes in i will eat a hat okay <laughs> awful people alert um after the talk uh pershing meets some awful people including one mon who talks in an interesting way and a rich asshole who is all like oh empire rebellion new republic muffy and i don't care we can <laughs> hardly keep it straight anymore and i'm like dude censors at the ready man i was like dude f- you yeah, um he sucks. so he sucks and and yeah, it's the empire was so much worse. But that said, the the new republic is making so many mistakes in going. They're down trying. They're really trying hard, but they're falling into they're, unfortunately it's, trying it's, and they're failing. A yeah. corrupt government is still a corrupt government, no matter what form it takes. You know. Yeah. Well, and they're they're still building on top of the empire, so you have all these yeah. remnants of the empire that they just they can't. Are. And I'll get, get rid to, of. and that links into something I'm going to do. But I and before that, I have a fun thing to point out to you, Matt Romano. Ooh, give me, give me, Ooh. do it. Um, aristocrat four in this <laughs> in this scene. If you say the word Rome, the if you great, say the word Rome, nope, nope. I it's it's not. Um, I I I promise you, Caitlin, it's not. It's played by the great V. N. Cox. Now. I know Vian Cox from, I didn't see this live, but from the 1995 revival of Broadway revival of company, but (laughs) she has also appeared in many, many TV shows and movies. She has a small part in you've got mail, but you (laughs) Matt Romano will definitely remember her from Seinfeld because she plays the, I think Kramer's date who goes to Jerry's show and heckles him. Oh, the heckler decides to go. Where she works and, and heckle, heckle her, Toby. <laughs> oh, get the, the one that loses her toe. No. She loses her, to no her small toe. There's no yeah. hiss. This is so exciting. Look, I have goosebumps. Touch, touch them. That's Vianne Cox. So all, so now the heckler is now aristocrat for. I, uh, you know, I love that and kind of cannon fire. So there you go. 
Yep. Yep. There we go. <laughs> I, I love that that uh, that the the great and always. I, I I heard the voice. I'm like, that's Vian Cox. And then I in the, in the then in the credits, I'm like, it is Vian Cox. <laughs> that is amazing. I, what I was a career. Like, oh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, not a not not enough. Put her in more things. So building off to what you you both of you were just saying, how there's a with the New Republic, there's a little too much just glossing over some em- imperial things and using too much of their, uh, what's the word, uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. instead of wiping out, rebuilding completely. Uh, some of this in terms of Pershing, I thought it originally was going to be a spin on Operation Paperclip, mm. which yeah. following World War yeah. II is, you know, captured Nazis and Germans. Well, if they're scientists, put them to work for us. He's al- I guess, though, with it's not quite the same because with Pershing, he's allowed to give talks about cloning, but he's not allowed to work on cloning. Right. I'm right. very confused about the parameters of his existence and what he's allowed to do. I, it's the, It was the talk in the beginning that really threw me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why let him talk about it? Yeah. Well, I thought maybe some rich uh, the, the thing I'm filling in the blanks here, but for myself, if. I'm not saying this is what it is. I thought some rich a-holes were like, oh, wouldn't this be fun if we got this amnesty person to talk about cloning and all of us in this little, in this, you know, the off-Broadway opera house. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. I can see that. Muffy, let's do it. Let's pay. And also to remind the audience who this guy is in the first place. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And also what his deal was and give some fun facts about cloning. I I guess there we go. I got to stop saying fun facts. Okay. (laughs) Azu Azu got me saying it. So here's the, here's the deal with, with Penn Pershing. He and some fellow surviving Imperials are in what they're calling an amnesty program and they're given numbers. So he's L 52 now. I thought I'm like, well, that's a little odd. We love to dehumanize people. Mm. Well, you gotta yeah. keep these guys in their place, like, you know. Come on, yeah. It's like, still guess, war of the empire, you know. Um, one of the other amnesty people he meets, um, he meets again. I should say, is it in the amnesty center, which doesn't look so bad. I'm like, yeah. I could live there. This quad there it's not, yeah. looks like a, a dorm. It's not fights and traffic yeah. and trucks screeching at all hours of the night, like I have here. <laughs> this is another moment today in Star Wars. There were a couple occasions where I'm like. I could I could move there. I could live there. <laughs> can, may I please be up? For, can I retire there too? Uh, but we'll see. Um, Elia Kane, played by Katie O'Brien, is also here, and he didn't know she was going to be here because she also served on Moff Gideon's ship. We saw her there in mm-hmm. chapters 12, 14, 15, and sixteen. I think Matt Romano. I'm om- I, I'm really just pulling this out of my ass, but I think you had a hot take about this character at some point. Hmm. You're like, she is somebody. I do like, sure, like, I sure did. That's or, yep. or maybe, it, maybe it wasn't you, but some pe- somebody somewhere was like, that's Sabine. Not, um, that's, maybe. <laughs> or you know something. It's she like, is a very up and coming actress. In disguise. You guys both missed uh, Ant-Man Quantumania, but she was a big player in that movie. Yeah. So the uh, thing uh, too, she Katie like, O'Brien? she has such a distinctive, yeah look about yeah, her too jacked. like she yeah. like yeah like she commands oh, yeah. attention on yeah. a screen so yeah. naturally you're immediately just going to be like that's that's like a character right there oh, yeah. like that's oh, a significant yeah. character mm-hmm. once again i'm asking a star wars character to punch me um <laughs> let's unpack that no but yeah yeah i, I uh 
not not right now. It's too much. Uh, we don't we don't have <laughs> too much luggage. Not enough time. Uh, so I, I I momentarily forgot that they were in those other chapters, and then I, I I looked them up and saw a picture of them in in the imperial uniform, and immediately it clicked. I was like, oh, yep, yep. got it. Yep. So some of them they're talking about oh what they miss from the old days. Uh, it's like how do you know you're in the good old days? <laughs> I wish I could know I was in the good old days when we're still in them. Nobody actually says that. Pershing, what he misses are yellow ration biscuits, travel biscuits. And that night, Kane leaves some for him outside his door, and they will surely be available for purchase very soon, if not right now. At Galaxy's Um, Edge. A resident Star Wars foodie, Matt Romano, how much do you want these yellow travel biscuits? I want them delicious. I need them. They look great. You want them. Now I'm guessing your enthusiasm for them is not on the level of blue noodles or the blue macarons. I don't know. Um, They've got a, like a pound cake quality to them or like a, I've uh, seen like a uh, shortbread kind of thing. Yeah. Twinkie. Cross between shortbread and lambus. Mm. Yeah. 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 One small bites enough to fill the stomach of a grown Imperial man. Yeah. Looks to lemon cake, you know, I love small square cakes, so I'm in. No, well, you hear it here yeah. first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> you're on the. You're, he's on record. He's on record. Small. Give me all Matt, the small s- square pastries. Do it. Small square cakes. Is that what you're saying? Small square cakes. Cake in the mailbox. Give it to me. All right. Delicious. I just want to get it very, very clear. You got it. So, okay, Kane <laughs> continues to befriend Pershing and wants to do wants to help him out. Part of his Brazil slash Cyril Karn style job. It's another one of these Star Wars cubicle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not, a, not an a octagonal. Octa, oct, oct, yeah, a true cubicle this time. Oh, yeah, it's a true cubicle. Yeah. Whatever the Cyril thing was, this one looks a little nicer. Part of his job is, you know, putting in de- decommissioning old tech. And none of this re- looked like it has to do with cloning. It might have to do with knowing Imperial technology or something, which is why they're using him for this. Um, I I wasn't sure. So anyway, he wants to get back to work because he's just really hot for cloning. Kane, then their, their friends at this point, takes him by a flying train to a huge yard with an abandoned and wrecked Star Destroyer. They go in and he it's like Christmas. He gets all the stuff he needs, but then they are caught by the New Republic. It turns out Kane we think at least has been working for them the whole time to flesh out amnesty members that weren't quite, you know, haven't quite given up their old ways. And she did more than, than flush him out. She like, she incur actively encouraged him to, to go forward. Yeah. yeah she totally, she, I, yeah. he would not, he did not have the spine to do this himself. I don't think without no. having been encouraged, which is why, yes, she, made this happen and the new Republic is probably patting themselves on the back, mm-hmm. but I, you know, give even credits. There's another ulterior. She's not doing this for the sake of the new Republic, but we'll yeah. get to that. Um, he's taken away and given some kind of space lobotomy in a, something that he's worried about called a mind flare. Mm-hmm. But there's this Mon Cal who's just telling him, no, it's, it's not that bad. It's safe. It's, it's for your own good. And it will kind of take out his, nefarious tendencies or, or something. It's, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And Kane cranks it up to 11 when no one's watching and the blue bolts going into his head turn red. 
We don't really know what it does to him, but it doesn't look good. And she takes a big old bite out of a travel biscuit. And uh, Caitlin M. Bush, she's got to be working from off Gideon, right? Nefarious or some or someone. (laughs) I don't know. There's there's something real dark going on in her heart and I can't wait to uncover it. Because it's it's mentioned by the the in the in the Amnesty Center courtyard scene, they're like, "Did you hear Moff Gideon escaped his tribunal?" There are a yeah. lot of rumors about where he is, and since she already was working for him, I if there if there there's a way to get him back on the show, which surely there must be. They know they got a great villain yeah. in Moff Gideon, and they didn't kill him off. She's got to be working for him. If not, Matt Romano. Um, if not Moff Gideon, then who? Or is she just doing this for herself? Nah, I think she's definitely working for Moff Gideon. You just don't take that villain out of the show. He's too good. And also, I just have a feeling that Pershing just knows something or they don't. They were testing him to see how far he would go to share the information he knows about cloning with the New Republic. Because That's they don't true. want That's him going to the New Republic and being like, I was doing force sensitive children and I was building all kinds of weirdo Snokes. You know, they don't want them sharing that information. So I think they're just trying to take them off the table. Yeah. Take take them out. Take them take them off the board. Take them off the board. And then yeah. she gets all the good standing yeah. in the New Republic. And then they give her some more stuff. And then she gets some access codes. Moff Gideon shows up with a bunch of people and blows shit up. That's what's going to happen. And Moff Gideon <laughs> can go up to her and say, you have something I want. <laughs> exactly. There we go. There you go. And then Giancarlo Esposito returns to the fold and everyone wins. Everyone wins. Everyone's happy. You know, it's going to happen. Everyone wins. Yeah, this stuff writes itself, not honestly. The, except not the New Republic. And we have to remember that Moff Gideon is, is <laughs> what is Moff Gideon, Caitlin M. Bush? It's a messy b- who loves drama, Brian. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is, yeah. Song's days, am I right? Now, I thought that was going to be the end, but not so much. We do Go back, go back to Mando. Who'd have thunk it? I, I, well, I, when they ended it, I was like, all right, there's the credits. And then we were in space again. Yeah. And I was, I was glad. So, cause when I first said the convert, I'm like, okay, it's going to be Bo-Katan. And then, and then about 10 minutes into the Pershing stuff, I'm like, oh no, this is going to be the whole episode. Uh-huh. And he's the convert. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, they're both converts. Ew. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did. They did that. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Um, so, you know, both of them kind of bo- both Bo and Pershing, they're kind of both playing at being converts in a way. They're not fully embracing the role before we um, before we cut back to Mando, Bo and baby. This is a fine time to return to everyone's favorite new segment. That's right. Moments with baby. Bad baby. Oh, bad baby. Sorry about that. He's young. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Not a lot of baby in general this This week. This is true. But we do have a couple of things. Right at the beginning where Dimbo is is passed out (laughs) still and baby's just lying by dad, um, watching out for him, being concerned. Baby covering his pram when the dog (laughs) fighting starts. That was fun, yeah. So we know it can still do that. And for a sec, I, I don't know, I'm curious if you guys thought this too. For a second- I thought we were going to get his first words. It's after Din and Bo do both do a back and forth of this is the way. And then right after this is the way, this is the way. And baby starts going, this is the way. This is the way. (laughs) And I'm like, is he trying to say it? 
Oh, is yeah. he trying to say this is the way? I'm like, are we going to hear it? Is that are those his first words? Did either of you think that or am I nuts? I, I did not think that, but I, f- I feel like it probably might be accurate if uh, baby's first words are this is the way or at least first words in, you know, common kind of thing. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I, you know, that's coming. You know, maybe that's how the season yeah. ends. You know, it's just like, yes. I don't know. Is, is that a little too schmaltz though it's like oh it would be it would be really cringe honestly yeah it would be real cringe this is the way this is the way this is the well, way well i want him to talk like yoda so if he doesn't talk like yoda and he comes the out talking is. like yaddle the way I'm gonna this be is so mad. <laughs> weird i do unstable i be exactly yaddle just comes in it's like you know you don't have to talk like that do i have <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's all i want Trauma, I be. Um, now, go. my Yoda has gone off the off rails. The rails. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really. Any other moments with baby that we should look at before? Move on, we do. Move on. Move on. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what we're going to move on to, I tell you, it's a fine time to go to a zoo for some further canon connections and Easter eggs. And oh, this episode let's... was loaded. So a zoo is going to take us through some, and then I'm going to pick up uh, pick up some from him. So coming in, Zoo. Yeah, uh, there are a couple of interesting music cues on Coruscant. You hear a lighthearted jingle that is actually the march of the resistance from the sequel trilogy, somewhat akin to how they make the Imperial March jolly in both Rebels and Solo. They do that here on Coruscant with March of the Resistance, so that was, you know, a smashing good time. Uh, Pershing wanting to go back to cloning is accompanied at one point by music that once again sounds like the Snoke motif in Force Awakens. This was used in season two also when Mando, Karga, and Cara Dune break into the Imperial lab on Navarro. So this leans further credence to all things Matt Romano. (laughs) Uh, Kane shows the peak of Umati to Pershing. This is the tallest mountain peak on Coruscant, and then uh, the only uncovered part of the entire planet. It is the center of Monument Plaza, and High Republic readers will already know what it is. Chancellor Alina So visited it in light of the Jedi. It can also be seen in the special edition of Return of the Jedi, a Forces of Destiny short, and it's mentioned in Aftermath. Uh, This is probably the best look we've had at it, certainly in live action, so that was a lot of fun for me. I don't know about you. I liked it. Um, The Coruscant Accords are, from what I can tell, a new addition to canon, but they are, uh, we'd like to believe, guidelines about, you know, uh, how the New Republic operates, and we do know that they prohibit cloning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coruscant is described as an acumenopolis, which is one of the few known to exist. It's the term for a planet being one big city. There's, of course, another way to refer to it. Coruscant. The entire planet is one big city. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's more, but I'm done, so whatever. There we go. Okay, thank you, Azu. Um, yeah. Now, there were some more things, and then there was one really nutty thing <laughs> that we're going to get into. <laughs> all, um, all right. Travel biscuits from Legends. The Mind Flayer was mentioned um, in season two of Mando by Cara Dune. She's like, I was a shock trooper. 
she was oh, worried that that's, that's why what it sounds familiar her. okay mm. it's not and it's not just because of stranger things or D. <laughs> N- not not just no um <laughs> the um when uh the moncal has dr pershing in the mind flare this might be an easter egg or something uh pershing says to this moncal you don't understand she brought me there it was a trap uh, <laughs> is that intentional? Yeah. yeah um, right. I don't know. Sky Dome Botanical Gardens, mentioned by a droid. That is from the novel Jedi Search from 1994. Throwback. Wow. Photon Fizzle is mentioned. That was first mentioned in the droids cartoon. Oh, my Huge. goodness. Um, All right. And then the biggest thing here. Days of the week in Star Wars. Yes. Oh boy, is this a Captain's Corner segment? That is this a real thing? Yeah. No. No. This is this is this is main show. This is main show. I needed I needed you to tell me more about this because I knew that there was going to be more, and I'm very excited about this. Uh Well, Caitlin and Bush, worry not. Two days of the week are given weird names in this episode, and they're both lifts from Legends. According to Legends, there are five. Days of the week whose names we know. Prime Day, Syntax Day, Tongs Day, Zell Day, and Bendu Day. I don't know if I'm pronouncing any of those right. <laughs> Thank God it's Syntax um, Day. I, yeah, hey. From what I heard in this episode, we got Bendu Day. Mm. We, get, we hear someone refer to that. And then they make a real thing. They're really making Tongs Day happen. Tongs Days. Am I right? <laughs> and then at other times in some books and comics, they've just used Thursday and Saturday. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know if it's these five and then and then we have Thursday and then we have Saturday and then we're back to Prime Day. I don't know. So I guess Tongs Day is kind of the Wednesday of or the Monday of, of I was, this. I, was it's gonna say, I, got, feels like I got Monday. Monday vibes from the way that yeah. they were delivering that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Even though it comes at we we there's no real calendar. All of this, we don't know. I'm sure it's some, silly. Something is going to flesh it out a little further, but that was not what I was Fun. expecting to hear today. It, it's, and we'll get back into real talk that with Tongs Day, the Garfield parallels were running fast and free. <laughs> um, but in terms of where some, what some of these names come from, Tongs uh, in Legends were beings from ancient Coruscant which is possibly where oh. the, that name derives from. Of course, Bendaday, that was named after the phrase Jedi Bendu, and that was named that before Bendu the character, as we know from Rebels, was recanonized. Originally, mm-hmm. as we know, the original name for the Jedi was Jedi Bendu. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what Bendu Day comes from. I like to think they still call it Bendu Day in... in you know, glorious homage to Bendu Space Moose Supreme. Of course. Um, Maybe. Of course. And, and those are our broad strokes, in case you're thinking. <laughs> uh, th- there's a lot more detail to uncover. Um, but of these, uh, Matt Romano, what's your favorite day of these? Jeez, uh, oh, I mean, so many of them just roll off the tongue. <laughs> um <laughs> I'll go with Zelda. Zelda. That was going to be my good. choice. Okay. It was it? Yeah, okay. Zelda yeah. sounds like a good time. Caitlin yeah. and Bush, you can choose the same one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Zelda. I, think, five, I think we're both Zelda, Zelda? Uh, people. What's, yeah. what's your favorite yeah. day, Brian? Well, it's 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 got to be it's got to be Bendu Day because as a fan of Bendu, 
and um, Tom Baker. Um, I, 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 it's got to be Bendu Day. I, I don't know. They're not go. saying Bendu Day like it's a holiday for Bendu. He Bendu Day. The guy who says it is like Bendu Day. I thought he said Vinder Day. I'm, I was having a really hard time hearing anything this morning. Um, okay, so back to back to action. Uh, Mando takes Bo to the covert of many colored helmets, mm. and I thought Bo and Paz Friar Tuck Vizsla were gonna have words when they land, but they still might, but not right now, as we know there's no love lost between the families of Kreese and Vizsla. Mm. So. If she's going to have any problems in this covert, laying bets, it's going to come from Friar Tuck. Uh, <laughs> inside the covert, the armor confirms that the living water from Mando's vial is, in fact, the living waters. Bo-Katan is there to say, yes, Vial there. He baptized himself. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if it's the same, but she does take that and pour it in. And it looks a lot and like it looks like the, the... what we saw her do Yeah, in the very first image of this season. It looks very similar. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't look similar to what Bo was pouring out in the last episode. So here, here's a, and here's where I'm going to go full captain's corner with this. Oh boy. You took the words right out of my mouth, Matt Romano. (laughs) So if it is the same and she's been poor, every time we see her pour from that vial, it's living waters. Does she have a stockpile of living waters? Could Mando have just poured one of those vials over his head and be fine? Or was the journey, the point or has she been going back and refilling these vials on Mandalore and just hasn't told anyone? Is she saying it's cursed because she doesn't want anyone else to go there and she loses some of her power? I think it's that. Uh, I think she knows. I think she knows things. Yeah. I'm going full yeah. conspiracy she's theory here. More, I think she knows. She shit. definitely knows more than she's letting on. Yeah, I would say so. She does. Uh, she's saying it's cursed or whatever. She does. She doesn't want anyone else to go there. And certainly because if they do, then they, they don't need her as much. And suddenly, oh, this is this is not the only way. This is a way. Yeah. Not the only way. Mm. Anyway, because Mando has bathed in the waters. He is granted Mandalorian status once more. Everyone is suddenly nice to him. Yay. And because Bo-Katan also bathed in the waters and hasn't taken her helmet off since she did that, she is welcome to and made a member of this covert. Wonderful. We are now a part of the tribe. I will say I fully, I fully expected her to like just whip her helmet off right then and there as like a, like a middle finger to all of them. (laughs) Yeah. And well, have you taken it off since you? Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, but but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I don't want any part. Of, I don't want no part of this. Thank you. Still, though, all this merriment's happening. Bo-Katan, fresh off seeing her home destroyed again, she knows something big that nobody else here knows. She looks at the mythosaur skull on the wall. She is the only one here that knows a living one exists, except possibly... The armorer, although mm. I don't think the armorer would have sent Dinjar in there if she knew there was a possibility that was mm-hmm. there. I'll bet my biscuits that Bo-Katan is going to take on and then take out the armorer this season. Is going to take over this covert, probably going to have to cut through Paz Vizsla, which won't give her much of a problem. And she's going to poss- not like disband this cult, She's going to take it over and change some of the rules. Yeah. First off, 
take your helmets off when you want to, <laughs> um, unless you're Din Djarin, because Pedro Pascal is not here all the time. He's going to keep his on a <laughs> But all the rest of you can take it off. Friar Tuck, you want to dance? Come over here. I'll cut you in half. Yeah. Um, I, I am. I, I would. I would. Hot take alarm. That's happening. Bo's I'd, gonna, I'd back that gonna, hot take up. I'm going to co-sign that. In fact, yeah. I think in the trailer yeah. we have that shot that we've obsessed over because it has the orange helmeted Mando in it and everything. But there's that shot when they're kind of all walking out of the cave and like Din Djarin's kind of like also with them. I bet they're coming out of the cave and like seeing Bo-Katan fighting somebody or something. Right. So like, like there's to, a little yeah. scuffle to going on outside. Yeah, yeah. It's like the schoolyard. They're all they're all yeah. approaching the kids who challenged each other. You meet me out. Back yeah. Bo and Paz uh, are going to get down, I think. There's a, yeah. yeah. Them and then the armor, or at least yeah, the armor's got to go. Them, yeah, yeah. I would love too. them to rip the armor's helmet off. Yeah, because um, yeah. she makes a dig about night owls. She makes she makes one too many one too many digs at Bo-Katan happening here. Yeah, I don't and like again, it. Again, Bo-Katan is vulnerable. Just lost her home. If anyone's ready to not join, she's not ready to join a cult. She's ready to take out the cult leader yeah. and replace the leader. <laughs> yes. Totally. She's prime. That's the place she's in. Yeah. So it's not only religion versus religion and dogma versus dogma. She's just going to get rid of him. And I really want to see that armor's helmet get ripped off. It's going to happen. Just because I, I really want to see Emily Swallow's face. Yes. I think that would be. It would be very satisfying. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I, I again, even I, I'd, I'd lay that at like, it's just a matter of when. Still confused, but um, where do we go from here? I don't know. Thoughts all around, every which way, on whatever you want to talk about. Going to go first, Caitlin and Bush. I am still confused. I reiterate right now. I don't think we're <laughs> we're seeing uh, the forest through the trees. However, uh, I look forward to seeing where all of this nonsense uh, with the good doctor leads us down the line. And how potentially Moff Gideon comes back in. We're gonna get to the dark saber. We're gonna get to the to the freaking the 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 waters once again. I don't know. There's there's a lot going on, y'all. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a this is a building episode. This is a yeah. This is a, a transition episode. Yeah, Caitlin Bush, would you agree with this though? For for as confused as as I am and you are, it looked fantastic. Oh, of course. The, the action in the beginning was in, was sensational. I, lo- I loved the dogfight. Um, that was that was my favorite part of the yeah. whole episode. Is that dogfight? Coruscant also looked sensational. Gorgeous. Everything with the train, the scrapyard, all of it looked fantastic. The I world the building is great. Was great. I love that. I thought Expensive. the writing was great yeah. and the acting <laughs> was great. I think my confusion is just this now. Where are we Boba going? Born, yeah, like swerve of. And now a different, now the show is about a different character for a little while, which there's just no precedent for. And I guess that's something we just have to get used to it. All the pieces worked. I thought the piece, the people that wrote, directed the, the effects, the acting, all of that worked for me. It's just, it's the overall choice of this is what the episode is that I guess I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we'll, we'll know later on. I think it's, it's, it's building block, which is what you said. It's a Diplo block. On top of other Diplo blocks, if you will. Thoughts 
Matt Romano. Yeah, I have a few thoughts, but just to put a, a pin on what you guys are just saying or an ad. An space extra, pin. A space pin on that. You know, it, it, we've got to get used to the fact that Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, it's all one big world. And there's going to be these little diversions to contribute to the overall wi- world true. building it's true. of this new we've republic. We've got to get used era. to it. We've got to get used to it. Got to get used to it. I think this is. got to get used to it. Got to accept it. Got to accept it. This episode I really think is going to set up the the back end or the ending of this Mando season because you're obviously going to have this arc with the Mandalorians and they're going to unite by the end of the season. And as soon as they're ready to unite, a new threat is going to be unveiled. You know, mm-hmm. that is going to be a larger threat that I think encompasses whether it be Ahsoka or skeleton crew, something uh, is going to set up droid story, <laughs> droid story. Something is going to get us. Yeah. But anyway, my other quick thoughts on this episode um, one, let's yep. start with the uh, the white shoes of the New Republic. Can we talk about the shoes? Are they trying yeah. to make the New Republic look like a bunch of doofuses? I think they are. They're I think dorks. it's intentional. Do you think they were? They were? Uh, do you think they were Reebok pumps? I don't know. I got like a cousin Eddie <laughs> vibe from Vacation. You know when he gives when he gives Clark the white shoes. I don't know. Something's going on there. Oh, Eddie, you, you shouldn't have. You, you really shouldn't. Have. Oh, those are great, Dad. Quiet down, Russ. Are you talking about the 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 blue uniform? Yeah, the blue uniforms with the white saw. boots. Kind of lame. You know? they when we like first saw Matt Lanter in season one wearing that, I also immediately Walter. thought of Matt Lanter. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I just uh, there's boot. a roadie in there too. Yeah. Did, did the roadie have white shoes? I don't know. Probably. Boot watch. That's a country song if I ever heard one. <laughs> we're gonna keep a we're gonna keep a close eye. Did the roadie have white shoes when he left you at the altar? <laughs> Anyway, I'm keeping a close eye on the shoes. I'll be back to talk about it later. Well, keep shoe keep watch. us updated, please. Yeah, boot watch, I think. Yeah, yeah. Boot um, watch. Anyway, another thought. Thought about this uh, later in the week about who's going to tame this mythosaur. And mm. I got a feeling. I got a hot take. A little hot take. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do, do, do you have a fever? I got a fever. I got a fever. But the mythosaur, who's going to tame this beast? Baby. Grogu. Ooh. Because Grogu has yeah. tamed uh, the Rancor in Book of Boba Fett. He tamed the Mudhorn in uh, season one of The Mandalorian. So would it be funny yeah. if like Bo goes <laughs> to tame this thing and then Grogu does it? And then the prophecy of him being the Mandalorian starts to come Dude, to fruition. Dude, wait, no, you're right. Oh my <laughs> and, and God, the season you're ends, right. Hate, I yeah, hate you that hate this it. is tying into right. to this theory <laughs> That you won't give up, give yep. up about, but I think you are right on yep. with yep. Rogu taming Man, it. Man, give me that, that hot take. Give me that hot take alarm. Give me, give me that hot I'll wish alarm. Yeah, the hot wish alarm. Throw that in there. You Come just, on. you just gave me a fever. Okay, baby. Well, I think the season's just going to end with like him on the mythosaur, and he's going to go. This is the way, and then everyone's <laughs> just that's going to be it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Cut to black. Now See I, Ahsoka. Because that is dumb. That is so dumb. Oh it's not so dumb, it's brilliant. No, it's just it's dumb. It's just dumb, like, but I'm going to say. Yoda baby on yeah. the mythosaur saying, this is the way, yeah. is so dumb, but now I want it more than anything. I think, well, you heard baby, it here first, everybody. I think the Yoda now baby I, is going to tame the mythosaur. Grogu's yeah. going to tame the mythosaur. Oh, my God. Grogu's going to tame the mythosaur. That part's fine. It's him standing on, it's like the biggest creature with the littlest yes. creature on top of it. With the, this, that, all of that's fine. Yep. It's then panning in to him saying, this is the way that puts it over the top. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it yeah, dumb. Put it on a t-shirt. And now I want there that. you go. <laughs> but I want it. Well, anyway, that's all I have to say. It's so dumb. Coming soon to return to the pod. Dot store. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, That's all well, I have to say about you never that episode. Know. We're updating things in the store all the time. <laughs> um, 
Okay, well, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. What? Just saying hey. All right. While I have your ear, have you checked out Return of Pod.store recently? No. Well, you should. There are a number of fine new items for sale. Is this a commercial? It is a commercial. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising! Merchandising! Do you like our different artwork based off of which show we're covering each season? If you visit the store, you can buy mugs and other wonderful things with that artwork. Bad Batch, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan. Collect them all. I don't want to. Yes, you do. Don't forget about t-shirts and hoodies. We're adding new versions all the time. Want to really get the mini boats message out? Return to the pod.store is here for you. I wish poison was here for me. The store doesn't sell that, but it does have notepads, stickers, and everything else I've already talked about. Is this over? Visit return to the pod.store today. Get caught up in it. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats, y'all. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. We're back, and that's going to take us into covering season two, episode 13 of Star Wars The Bad Batch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. This episode is also brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it, so we'll sound the spoiler facts in one more time. And here we go into Bad Batch Roundup. Good soldiers pull up orders. That's right, Star Wars The Bad Batch, (laughs) episode 13 of season two, also premiered on Disney Plus on March 15th. Yep. Snap out of it. Pabu. <laughs> um, Matt Caitlin didn't watch it, so Matt and I are going to talk about it. Uh, Fee and Omega are dealing for an artifact. They got an Attack of the Clones millipede pulled on them. This thing is called a Kuhun, in case you didn't know. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Cool. But Kuhun? I'm, Kuhun? I'm not sure. Um, it's never said in the movie. But Hunter is there, and he knifes it. Wrecker is also there, and it's a bad batch bar fight, and there's dirt on the ground, on the ground so this wasn't Coruscant, even though in the first shot, I'm like, is this Coruscant again? Did <laughs> yeah, you well, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. No, okay, okay, <laughs> just me then. Just um, Fee says Omega needs friends her own age that don't share her genetics. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Sid calls. Pissed off that the batch hasn't been in touch. She threatens him about what she knows, not just about them, but Omega as well. She doesn't say that last part, but that's pretty much what she's getting at before she gets cut off. Hunter tells Fee they've broken off with Sid, but I don't think they've told Sid that. Sid seems to keep expecting them to roll in for another job. <laughs> and so I don't think they've told Sid. No, they just they off. just ghosted her. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and Fee says, well, it's dangerous. She's, you know, dangerous and knows yeah. a lot of stuff. And I'm like, oh, we've heard that before. Foreshadowing. So she takes them. She knows just where to go. She takes them to Pabu, a nice island mountain that looks like Minas Tirith and is home to war refugees and also an artifact storage sanctuary. Matt, did you also think this looked exactly like Minas Tirith, but more nature-like? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a, like a, yeah, like a little big cake, it's, I thought, it's got you know? seven levels. <laughs> yeah. It's, with a citadel on the top. Yeah, that works. 
You thought cake? I thought cake. <laughs> but I don't know what I but, was but, expecting. But that place also looks like cake too. Minus Taurus. Uh, yeah, minus Tinas. Oh my yeah. good <laughs> criffing lord. Okay. Well, the let's white just one. get off that. Yeah, all um, right. The mi- Minas tor- Tortoise. <laughs> that famous location. Um, you are not of the line of Newman or <laughs> I just saw the um, movies. That it's fine. You should still. There's, there's. I no mean, they excuse. say it still. a lot. Do they in say the it in the movies? Okay. They yeah. say it every yeah. five seconds. Yeah. You know, but, but you know, that's, that's whatever. Fine. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on. Thank you, Caitlin and Bush. Fee takes the artifacts and bring them. Brings them here. All the artifacts um, that she's going scouting for. She's actually. She's not getting money for these. She's preserving remnants of whatever is left of the various refugee cultures. As she says, she is a liberator of ancient cultures. And she actually is. I thought this was a really nice reveal about Fee. Yeah. She cares about it. She's not in it for the money. She's giving a little bit of these cultures that have been wiped out because of the Clone Wars. She's bringing a little piece of them back. Yeah, I like it. And storing them here, here on Pabu. Did you get that (laughs) name, Matt? Uh, I mean, yeah, I did get that name, but uh, I didn't know there was any Pabu. significance. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Pabu! <laughs> um, so they meet Shep and Liana. Omega is having fun with Liana, and she and Liana go out on, are you ready, Matt Romano? Oh, they yeah. They go out on a boat. Oh, what a nice boat, too. Not, not the, what I'm you looking for, but it's a boat. You don't have uh, boats in Bad Batch, do you? No, no, because I'm, I'm, and it's not really the boat I'm looking for. I'm looking for a boat with like you know some blasters and. This is not stuff. the boat you're looking yeah. for. Not the boat I'm looking for. Yeah, but still it's, a boat. It's more I'm, of like a, cool. it's it's more of like a, a rowboat with a sail. Yeah. Um. It's it's a it's a it's a almost a catamaran. Yeah, speederboat. I don't know. It's it's something that could be shown off at a regatta. Sure. Okay. This is this is. <laughs> We're going off on the wrong estuary. Okay, so this could be. I, I they're like you know this Pabu, Pabu. This could be a nice place to stay permanently. Um, Omega, in this very nice conversation with Liana, realizes that she's lonely and she had no idea. I don't know about you both, but I sadly really identified with that random line <laughs> from Omega in the Bad Batch. Oh, um, the sunset is gorgeous. Is the sh- Matt Romano? Is the show? setting up a relationship between tech and fee. You know, they're I, after this episode, I think they are. I, I think the little brown eyes stick is, uh, I don't know. She's into him. I hope they get a good smooch. At one point someone yeah. says, Oh, 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 you got some, you got some competition. And I thought they were talking to Hunter, but I realized no, they're talking to tech and it's about fee. And I'm also like, she is kind of gorgeous too. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, we're leading up to like a tech as being like, if I calculate the odds of kissing you under this sunset, it would be one of forty-five to seven, and she could be like, "Just oh, kiss exactly me, like he Just kiss yeah. me, yeah." That's it's going to be data yeah. in the episode. In theory, <laughs> oh well, we'll talk but, about data and and uh, and sexual relations another yeah, time. Yeah, no, it's yeah. um, no, it's uh, that is exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, Matt Romano hits it. I'm again. telling you, that's what's going to be. Man, I'm firing all doesn't cylinders quite, today. Yeah. Doesn't quite well. It doesn't make up for minus tortoise, but still. Um, <laughs> But not so fast. Not all is uh, is free and fast and easy on Pabu. Tremors start. Nothing new for Pabu. This is, uh, but this is a bad one. A huge wave is coming, and they borrowed it from the perfect storm. Hunter rescues the gals. Fee and the Batch help evacuate the lower levels. Everything is mostly okay. They can rebuild. 
property is dispensable. People are not. And that's something I was thinking. And the leader of this place seems to have no problem. He's like, he w- I think would agree with me. Hunter and the batch then stay to help rebuild permanently. Probably not, but they're, they're going to stay for a little while, at least until next episode <laughs> and help to rebuild. So there's peace and Paboop thoughts. Matt Romano thoughts on Paboop? <laughs> a few quick thoughts. One, I love how the Bad Batch can't go anywhere without there just being a disaster. They get to this peaceful island. They're there for like six hours, and then it just all goes to hell. Okay, It's it's like like, Natasha Leon on Poker Face. Wherever (laughs) she goes, there's a murder. Just crazy. Second, I was waiting for a big, stupid Star Wars monster to just like erupt out of the center of that cake town. So was Um, I. I. Just thought that was what's going to happen. Maybe next week. And finally, uh, yeah, they're going to be at peace for like a few weeks. Maybe we'll get a little time jump next week. But the emperor, the empire is coming. They're going to get them. And it's uh, the emperor is personally coming for Pabu. (laughs) Coming for Pabu. I do not want to retire on Pabu. (laughs) I want to destroy it. But we're close to the end now. So we're like, you know what? We got how many episodes left of Bad Batch? We're close to the end. So here we go. We we can't be that close to the end. It's. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Yeah, it's. Yeah, well, you know, there there are a few. It, it's um, I guess we had two hard hit. Well, one crazy one, and then last week was was yeah ten times the drama, two tons of the fun. Oh, we lose up with three so, episodes left. Three episodes left, and the and the last week is two episodes. So we're we're close to the end. Oh wow, yeah. So I, I don't see them staying on Pabu no for much longer. <laughs> no, I don't um, think so either. Yeah, especially because uh, we're gonna need crosshair back. Yeah. Um, Rex Echo, you know they're gonna at least in the season finale. Yeah, exactly. But if if they're gonna be wrapping up this whole show, they gotta. We got one more episode gonna, to a two part finale, so we're like something's gotta do break. Do you think next there's week. anything to all of these guys just staying on Pabu for like, and that's how we're gonna leave them in the series? Say the season goes the way the show goes the way of Willow, and they're just gonna cancel it after season two. <laughs> do you think that's how they'll leave? Wrecker, Tech, Hunter, and Omega just on Pabu? Uh, I don't think so. I think Babu is in for some trouble, honestly. I don't think Babu is going to be there much longer. <laughs> if I was Pabu. a betting man. Pabu, whatever. Pabu Frick over Pabu. here. Pabu. I Pabu love Frick. it. Pabu. Yeah. Pabu. Pabu. Bush, you love Pabu? I do. I know nothing about Pabu other than what I've been hearing you guys talk about, but, you know. Caitlin Bush is excited when we're done, she's going to watch Pabu, and you told me she's going to watch it. You're going to watch it three times in a row. Absolutely, I will. Yeah. Three times? Great. Three times. Well, that's good. Um, well, that has been Bad Batch Roundup, and that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. On Instagram, a hello and thank you to Rebecca Jacobs, who sent us some of her favorite bits from uh from our last couple episodes, did you did either of you see this, Matt Romano? Did you see this? Yes, I, I did. Th- this was good. This was real good. Doesn't really go in for our our Instagram, but I know you do, Matt. Yeah. Um, she had a really fun list, including but not limited to there be whales here, <laughs> there be whales here, which surprised me too. Um, when both in recording and listening um, before release when you threw that. Yeah, uh, we'll get that back in there. line in there. Yep. Um, she was also happy to hear her own voice in the lovely Many Boats compilation that you created. Matt. Oh, our pleasure. Um, so so that's really nice. And I also want to say, it's I 
um, that was a, another Matt Romano surprise for us. So oh, there you go. That was that's also enjoyable. <laughs> um, also on Instagram, Nick Bones tattoos. Let us know that there are already Tongue's Day memes. Mm. The one he featured is a cartoon of a Tuka Cat Garfield saying. He hates Tongs Days. I love this. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, go over to our socials. We're going to post it. It's fantastic. Thank you for for sending that. Garfield is canon, canon, canon fire. And also, Nick, uh, thank you so much for buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash return of the body. Yeah, there you go. Memes and coffees. Memes and coffees. Thanks, Nick. Do you think the Tuka Cat Tongs Day Garfield also eats lasagna or like? Or Space like lasagna. Yeah, it's some it's kind of like blue, blue lasagna. Yeah, there you go. Blue. Yep. Blue noodle lasagna. There we go. Yeah, now yeah. we're talking. Now we're talking. I like <laughs> it. Yeah. I like it. Um, once again on Instagram, Brian Davis writes about the Alamite surviving on Mandalore in the previous chapter. And if it's not poisoned, what or who else may still be there and surviving? He is thinking that somebody who could be there is Corky. Crees. Yes. Ooh. We met in season three of the Clone Wars and then again in season five. As you remember, he is Satine's nephew, the one who calls Quirky. her auntie. Brian Davis thinks a hidden Mando sect could be waiting for the right time to bring Corky forward <laughs> and that Corky is the only one who could possibly unite them all. One Corky to rule them all. Oh my God. Very interesting, especially if they finally reveal his full name is like Corkus, Corkus, yeah. Than. That's a hot like, take. That's a hot take. We got sound. That's good. Hammer. Sound the hot take alarm for Brian Davis. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this right now. If they put Corkathon 3000 on this show, I'll lose it. I'm yeah. gonna say it right now. Corky appearing on The Mandalorian or any live action Star Wars show will trigger an automatic fire. Every. No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> you can put, you can put me in the airlock and just let me out. Matt You're said, out? no, thank you. I think I'm out for Corky. I don't know. We're getting a little too crazy now. You don't want Corky? I mean, I, don't I think do. I want live I action know. Corky. I don't know. I don't think I let, need live Wait, action why Corky. Are you, why are you both so anti Corky? I don't I'm know. I'm not anti Corky. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I want to get to the bottom of this. Why well, do you just like Corky? We'll save it for another time. If you're right, though, uh, I'm going to buy no, uh, you a we'll spot. We'll save it for right now. Yeah. All right. Anyway. What else are we going to be discussing? <laughs> we'll buy Corky. a coffee. We'll buy you a coffee. Buy me a coffee if I get off this. We'll discuss it whatever happens. You both want me to stop talking about Corky Crees. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a good hot take. I do like it. I, I don't know if we're going to see yeah. Corky Crees this season. You know, maybe. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going <laughs> to season either. Four, I'm just saying I think least. that would be yeah. Yeah. a crazy thing to do. Get him a character poster. And, you know, it would be good. Corky with a K. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised by the lack of enthusiasm. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> what's next up Moving in on. the real well, talk? Oh, boy. <laughs> Tough, <laughs> tough room. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are there, there's at least two listeners who want me to keep going, but I won't. Um, and then there are at least five more who are like, oh, for God's sake. Um, on Twitter, Scott Simonette and a few other listeners posed this question. Since Din Djarin loses the Darksaber to the big spider droid thing and Bo then destroys that thing with the Darksaber as she technically has, she technically won the Darksaber back. I think that's interesting, but it's also pretty convoluted even for me. It's similar to another highly convoluted loophole that makes next to no sense in another fantasy franchise. Here, I'd say it's pro- it, I would think it's a little more simple. 
you win it by defeating or killing the one fighting you with it. But maybe this is a thing. Um, she's definitely better with it than Mando is, and that doesn't take much. So thoughts on this for quick thoughts from either of you on this because um no, I Mando think it's, was I think this, it's it's one and done. It's it's really straight and simple. Like, you know, she's she's gotta defeat Din in a fight or kill him to take it, and that's that. Yeah, I imagine you need a witness yes, or a head or something, yeah. you know, like you need to yeah, prove yeah. it. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. I'm saying that according to legend, the dark saber cannot be won by it has to be won directly, not through a spider alien droid hybrid. No, you just can't pick go. it up in the lost and found and then be king of Mandalore. You know, you just got to. Right, no, no, that's fair. What, what, what Scott is saying. Is I that, know what Scott is saying and I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think you do. I get it. We get it. Din was dis-din-armed by the spider thing. He was din-armed, And Bo-Katan killed the spider thing. Does that now mean the Darksaber belongs to her? Nah. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Got it. No, I don't think so. But but nice thinking, Scott. Yeah. Okay, I... (laughs) I, I thought that was uh, again okay, uh, Matt. Anything in the mailbag? Because obviously you don't like anything I'm talking no, about. No, this is all great. Any meanest tortoise? No, this is all great. We're running a little long, so nothing in the mailbag this week, Brian. But uh, always, you can always leave us a voicemail, drop us a message at returnofthepod dot com, or buy us a coffee at return of the pod at buymeacoffee dot com slash return of the pod. I don't think that's our website. <laughs> One of those were. Is it? I said, yeah, I yeah, think, whatever, yeah. I think we're return of the pod dot net. What I say, dot com? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, fine. You can find us at job of the pod dot gov. <laughs> and also. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us at return of the pod dot net. Leave us a voicemail or uh, drop Hi, a coin. <laughs> um, with that, we're going to buckle off. But join us again next week for continuing coverage of the Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. The Bad Patch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. And of course, haboop! In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Oh, I'm going to get some flack for that. People are going to give us a one star for that alone. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can also visit our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails, visit returnofthepod.store where you can buy all kinds of merchandise, which is just New things being added all the time. What, all the time. what fun. What yeah, fun. Fun. Uh, you can also support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash return of the pod or use that to shut your friends up like Matt Romano has done in this very episode. <laughs> you can also occasionally find us directly. Every now and then, Caitlin M. Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the president's. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and that's right, everyone's having so much fun over at my Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, join me in my compulsive movie watching. All of it at Brian Silliman, that's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke him if you got him, take a sheevy, and remember... Hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Any boats, be the spark, and pop up! <laughs> 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 <laughs>